Hello and welcome to episode 22 of Say When Podcast. Y'all, this is historic. I feel as though everyone should realize that this is the very first time that everyone in Say When is podcasting from the same room. Woohoo! This is awesome! It's like, oh, cool. We're in the same room. We can like touch each other if we need to. So, so I may punch someone. No, I'm kidding. So <laughs> I'm not going to anybody. Okay, so today we are actually going to talk a bit about Attack of the Clones, and we also have a lot of news and notables to go through. So do you want to get started with that? Sure. Sounds All right. Good. Uh, we got together, and off mic, we watched the Joker trailer. How are y'all feeling about the Joker? Well, I mean, I think... Joaquin Phoenix is kind of a cool actor, and I like his edgy style, but Mm -hmm. this movie just does not appeal to me, and I just don't know what it is. It just seems sad, depressing, and not Mm -hmm. in a good way, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and um, I'm not not digging it. How about you, Frankie? Um, I didn't like how it started portraying. I wanted the Joker just to be bad from birth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right? I mean, instead, you know, watching the trailer, I'm like, oh, you're kind of the victim. You're kind of battered. If you'd have had a good nurturing environment, you know, if you'd have grown up anywhere other than the streets that you were of Gotham, mm-hmm. you might not have turned out this way. You know, I wanted him to be born bad, mm, born into the darkness. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like a true, like you, you have been a sociopath your whole life. Yeah, right. yeah, I think that would be more appealing. Mm-hmm. But then again, I'm sure there's a crowd that that this is going to speak to. Right, and so you know. Well, I think there's a segment of the population. I think a large segment of the population d- d- don't want to believe that people can be born bad, mm-hmm. that you can be mean from get. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. and I think you know, it, and it, don't get me wrong. I think it'd be directorially hard and a challenge to do that to show this somebody's arc who has always been this bad guy, but then to step it up to go to go like Joker level bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so I think they just succeeded the point that they're not that good of a director. Well, my my response that I wrote down was hate it, um, and then in parentheses I question put a question mark of like anti-hero. Although the Joker is clearly a villain in in everything that I've seen him in, and I I have stated unequivocally I'm not a comic book reader, so my experience with the Joker is solely from various movies here and there, whether it's Way back when it was Jack, when it was Jack Nicholson back in the '90s, right? Mm-hmm. Jack Nicholson played oh, yeah. the Joker. Where did they um, get a load of me? Yeah, I mean, I, I, that I think that was my first experience with the Joker as a character, and he was just bad. And this one is giving him this sort of victimized background, and I, the way I'm wired, that makes me more sympathetic, and all of that. So it, it just does. It makes me much more sympathetic to the character, and so. For me, this felt a little bit like a little more of that DC identity crisis that we've kind of discussed. Um, I think we're probably going to get into that a little bit more, in other words. But that having been said, this is only the first trailer. And first trailers don't always give you a real good idea of what a movie is going to look like. And I don't know if I'm going to watch... I definitely am not going to like buy tickets in advance to The Joker. I may watch it. <laughs> I might. But I'm not going to rush to the theater to see it. So. Yeah, same. I'm not going to rush to see it, but I do want to see it just for curiosity's sake. You know, like, do am I going to hate it as much right. as I hate the trailer? Like, right. I just, I it's know. just it, it. It seems really dark. Yet they're trying to make him more sympathetic. So. I, it's not dark in the way that I appreciate dark. Hmm. From what I'm seeing so far. Right. <sighs> yeah, I just I'm not sure what to do with it. So. I don't want to be sympathetic to the Joker. Right. Right. I don't want to. Oh, look, they're smashing me. Whatever. I don't want to be sympathetic. Mm-hmm. I want him to be bad. Yeah, mm-hmm. same. I want to just just give me like, can't you just give me a character like the main character of a movie that I just don't like that person? Well, you know, here's one thing that actually a listener said to me. They said, um, "Hey, it seems like your co-hosts get really caught up in the comic books and." don't always acknowledge that comic books are a different universe. And so when you bring that over, right, it's a little confusing sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it takes away from your enjoyment of, of the movie itself. Um, so, for instance, like the Wonder Woman thing, like 
you're a bit of a purist, right? Because mm-hmm. you're, Melissa, you're a comic yeah. book person. And so changing Wonder Woman's backstory didn't even cross my radar. I was totally fine with it. But for you, that was like, eh, but it was World War II, not World War One, right? Um, and then there was another movie with Frankie that you were like, uh, the Venom thing. You were like, they made Venom an anti-hero and he's a villain. And she was like, but the cinematic universe is completely different from the comedic universe or the comic universe. And I, I get that, but at the same time, this just, the Joker has always, to me, come across as just being bad in every movie. And I guess they're just trying to complicate him, and, and I guess they are complicating him. But I think what you're saying is you would just like to have a straight-up, uncomplicated, this guy's just awful, awful, awful. And I don't, I don't, no, no dog in that fight here. I just, it does not look like a movie that's appealing to me. That will be one where I will go see it by myself. Yeah. Aww. No, it's all it's awesome. Here's the thing that's crazy. Sadly, uh, a, uh, a single white male in a theater gets the best seat because because of so many tragic events that have happened in, in recent history where people go crazy. Like nobody sits near me. No. <laughs> white guy in a theater, like dude, people just spread away like that guy. <laughs> That's sad and so and terrible true. of a way. Yeah, I get the okay. best seat in the house. That's so terrible. <laughs> that makes me sad. Okay, so let's talk Endgame. Um, that's coming out at the end of this month. Yes, and we just watched we, that trailer as well. Yes, we just watched the final trailer. I assume it, it, it was basically a one-minute, hey, by the way, tickets are on sale now trailer. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, I am going to just jump right in and say I saw it really on my little iPhone screen first and then I saw it on a slightly larger computer screen just now. To me, it just read as a really intense kind of thing, like just intense for me. Like I was like, wow, that looks like it's going to be like really emotional. I think Um, so. Yeah. I think it will be. I mean, it doesn't give a lot away. Except that Tony gets to Earth, right? That, right. That he doesn't die floating in space. Mm-hmm. But that's about it. Yeah. So I, I'm i okay with that, though. You well, know yeah. what I mean? And the other thing is... The <laughs> I other, like to be surprised yeah, when I go to the theater. killed the first trailer. The first trailer is, hopefully I still have one one less... I know we said no more surprise. You know, he's, he's, he's recording the Iron Man's mask. is so dramatic. Mm. But hopefully I still have one more surprise. And then you're like, oh, well, here's, a thir- here's another trailer. You, you, you did. You did. That was... Thanks. Right, but you know, that, that said... I think that first trailer did its job. It, it got did. people really hyped, and that that is the job of the trailer, right? To get people hyped, to put butts in the seats. And what that also says to me, and maybe I'm wrong, but because Tony plays such a big part in these other trailers, obviously on Earth, it makes me think that he makes it back to Earth in the first act of the movie. Like, he makes it back early on yeah, in the movie. To. And it almost has so. to be an anti. It, it, it takes away the climax of that scene to me, though, because there has to be climax. You know, because like the first trailer, air's running out. You know, blah blah blah. You know, we are almost at the end. This is going to be like that trailer. Like I, I wonder know if that's not it. the opening scene of the movie. But yeah, because like, so I have this Don't whole. You think? Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be because like it's because like it's it's building this huge climatic event. Like, is he going to make it? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, he, he did. Well, clearly they need to take the emphasis off of him. Right. Because it's going to be on someone else. Mm-hmm. Well, it's going to so, be on Cap. Yeah. Well, and that's the other thing. Do we have any predictions for that movie? Melissa, I know you don't like to speculate too much, but do you have any predictions? Well, if we're going based on comics, Nebula is going to save the day, right? Yes. Um, but... I think I think it. she's the one that gets them back to Earth. Like I could see Nebula being key in getting them back to Earth. If well, we want to go way out Rocket, in the field, Rocket and Nebula hold hands at one point in the trailer. Yeah, I think that's a little bit later on in the movie, but yeah. But I mean, so clearly there's like this. It's so like, wasn't Rocket on Earth though with Thor? Yeah, because remember they were fighting in Wakanda. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So obviously this is after they make it back and blah 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 blah. Yeah. So, but based on everything we've seen. From Marvel, they're not going to follow uh, the comic. Mm-hmm. It's going to be something out out of left field. Like I said, maybe who knows? Maybe Goose will save the day. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I saw it. I'm not really talking about that. I saw. It. All right, so Frankie, do you have any predictions? Like anything you want to put money on? Or if know, I have to say, I'm going to switch it to being Cap saves the day and Cap dies. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Or Cap ends up with a gauntlet somehow and brings everybody back mm-hmm. and goes. Um, I saw that whole tribute to Captain America they dropped, too. That was Well, that wasn't, that was not the Russo brothers, by the yeah. way. That was a fan-made video oh, that so they shared. Yeah. So it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't the them, they shared it. Like yeah, it they shared it. it. It's almost yeah. like acknowledging it, though, like Cap's dying. He's going to save the day. He's going to have the gauntlet on. You don't think brain. it'd be a red herring? Like, they're like, oh, this is beautiful. We should share it, but. Would they share something that is that spoilery? Uh, maybe the, for people who like me who watched it in tears, you go let me cry. Me, get me, let me get that first tear out first before before I have to do it in front of everybody in the theater. Okay, so um, I I don't have a whole lot of expectations for Endgame except I expect to be depressed because I do expect Captain America to die. Um, but that's. That's the sum total of my expectation for this movie, which makes me not excited for this movie. And I don't know how much of it is uh, Marvel fatigue and how much of it is I just... He, he, Captain America is literally my favorite character. And I, I can see me going to see Endgame and then not going to see another Marvel film until Black Widow. If Black Widow shows up, and then then being very very selective about the movies I see after that, because I I there's there are several of those movies I've not seen yet. Like I haven't seen the Spider Man movies because I just I see yeah far you know far away from home's coming out later and, and I don't nothing and I doubt I'll watch it. I mean because oh he's a sweet little boy right, but it just that's a that's as far as it goes for me. So yeah. um and, and and some of it may just be superhero Marvel fatigue. I don't I don't know. Okay, and then the other trailer that we watched was uh, Dark Phoenix. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I'm y'all are very super invested. Excited in about this. that. Yes. Yeah. Love me some Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Um, I just love super powerful, godlike superheroes in general, mm-hmm. and uh, so and then whenever they have a bit of a, a dark side, mm-hmm. that just adds to the. Enjoyment yeah. for she me. She looked a little more than more than a little dark <laughs> to me. She looked pretty dark. Yeah, yeah. I mean title, but yeah. she looked no, she looked conflicted. I think. Don't you yeah. think? Well, she's, but she was talking to the entity, so you gotta, you know, she's like the dark phoenix is an entity that's you know resided mm-hmm. inside of her. Mm-hmm. The phoenix powers are resided inside, so she is she's having a conversation with the mm-hmm. entity. You know, yeah. why did you make me do that? So yeah, she's. She is conflicted, but you know she's also. I'm not sure the phoenix is conflicted. No, the phoenix, but the, the, it was you know this thing that's just so powerful. That's just you know the, where we see good and evil is just on a different, mm-hmm. different mm-hmm. thing. There was another movie, actually, it was Venom, mm-hmm. where this whole notion of what a foreign entity would see as evil versus good, or like. You know, you know what I mean? So, the Venom residing inside the character, he's like, okay, I'm going to eat that guy. And then the human is like, no, 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 you can't just eat somebody. You yeah, know? We're only eating the bad guys. Right. And so, and so, it's like a different kind of morality, right? Where he does, he winds up eating this guy who's at the at the end where he's like robbing somebody and being a jerk yeah. and um, or shaking him down or something like that. He eats him. But it's like... <laughs> in, in our world, that's not acceptable behavior, and and to me, that sort of reminds me of that. That there's this entity inside her, perhaps, and I don't. I know nothing about her because my my X Men experience is uh, the the uh, cartoon. Okay. In the '90s, the late '90s, the early aughts, the cartoon. I really enjoyed that when I was in grad school. And then I watched several of the X-Men movies, but I really kind of got turned off of those because they seemed so um, slow. They just didn't, they just didn't, I don't know. I felt like they were working towards something that never quite got there, and it was a little frustrating for me. So, um, like, I really wanted to like them, but I didn't love them. Yeah. Much the same way I felt about, you know, Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones. <laughs> just like, I right. wanted to really love them, but they just weren't quite there for me. Understood. So, anyway. Okay, so are there any other movies that y'all want to see coming out at some point? I mentioned The uh, the Hustle. Mm-hmm. Dirty Rotten Scandals was like one of my favorite movies. Like, it's just a fun movie. 
Mm-hmm. Growing, you know, growing up, uh, I thought it was really hilarious. Mm-hmm. I've got to go pee. We'll go ahead, and he proceeds to at the table. He plays mm-hmm. the idiot part, and then when I saw the hustle, I was like, mm-hmm. "And this is a female-led cast, right?" It's a female-led cast, mm-hmm. Anne Hathaway, who I think is absolutely beautiful. So is that not is that going to ruin your childhood that there's a female-led cast for the hustle? I don't care. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, because so, so, so many people are like, "Oh, the female Ghostbusters ruined my childhood," and I'm like, "Dude, you've got to come up with something better than that." I mean, I if mean, that ruined your childhood, you you need some therapy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's okay, I'm glad they're doing it again because it's one of the movies like a lot of movies you see them remake and they're like, "Oh, I wouldn't have thought they you know it was a good movie," but I'm like, to remake that one, you know, what are going to do Uncle Buck next? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, and so Melissa, did you have anything that upcoming that you really wanted to go see? I'm kind of like I honestly, I'm waiting for episode nine. Like, yeah, of course, um, I'm waiting for episode nine for Star Wars. You know, Endgame, mm-hmm. Dark Phoenix. Yeah, Endgame, Dark Phoenix. Episode nine. Those are on my top. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, Frankie, you actually went to the preview of Shazam. I did indeed. And you took the kids. And I took the kids. Yeah. And your thoughts? Was that I made a mistake? <laughs> mm-hmm. So, because so I watched all the previews, um, and like, so we, so my kids are under thirteen, but we've seen the superhero movies, and they handle the Marvel superhero movies. We've seen Marvel superhero mm-hmm. movies, and they handle it well. They get the very, it's a very separation for them, because it has violence, but it doesn't bother. It's kind them. of a cartoony. The cartoony violence doesn't bother them because it, it just doesn't, and so. Right. However, uh, if you haven't seen Shazam, a couple of spoiler alerts. Well, they, most of them, people haven't seen it because Shazam's not coming out to this weekend. So you are... So, it's, it, don't take the kids if your kids get... Because the violence isn't so cartoony. Like, I'll say the villains, the, the bad guy, demon kind of things that are in it, are like 80s Ghostbuster-ish. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's, you know, there's some scenes that are clear. Like, if your kids, like, if your kids handled, like... The Marvel movie's fine. They might not handle this fine. There's, you know, I'll just say, you know, there's a scene where a demon bites another guy's head off. Mm-hmm. Like, that freaked my kids out. Like, they, there's no scene in Marvel where somebody's you know, his head, you know, like a demon comes out and rips my head. And then one guy grabs his brother and throws him out of a window at 40 stories to his death. You know, wow. that's yeah. pretty hard. Pretty traumatic for a child. And I'm like, wow. And see, that's my thing. I watched the same previews y'all did. Mm-hmm. And that's not the message I got from those previews. No. I thought DC had nailed it. I was like, DC, you are brilliant. You went under. You are establishing a hero for the under 12s that nobody else... Because everybody's, everybody's throwing in the PG-13 movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they played that trailer along the with a lot of other children-friendly yeah. movies. It's all Frozen 2. Yeah. yeah, Frozen 2. So, it, so yeah. to me, I was like, DC... Finally, you figured it out. You, because that's really, because think about this. Venom toys, my kids are never watching Venom. You know, they're not watching Venom. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. They're not mm-hmm. doing it. Deadpool, nope. There's Deadpool toys. And I'm like, who lets their little kid watch Deadpool? Mm-hmm. I was like, you guys have killed it. You have picked the kids, because kids under 12 play with toys. If you're after 12, you're just playing video games. Mm-hmm. You picked a hero, you're going to, you know, and you're gonna to pitch to the under twelve crowd, because mm-hmm. like my wife thought the same thing. We're both in together. Like all of a sudden we're like, oh, should we leave? Mm-hmm. Wow. Should we go? And like like I got you know kids in my seat, one under my arm. I'm like, I need to go. And she's like, I know. And it kind of you know kind of goes to the end. But there's a couple scenes. It's just like we might um, need to leave because it's. And it's interesting too with that. Again, I know nothing about the comics. But it's interesting, too, that they chose to make the hero, in his normal form, a 12, 13, 14-year-old kid? He was, yeah, 14. 14-year-old kid. So you would think that that would be kid-friendly, yet I, it, it just it goes back to the question that y'all brought up when we were talking about Aquaman, does DC have an identity crisis? And from what you're saying about Shazam, the more I'm leaning into that, the more I'm leaning into the thought that maybe DC does have an identity crisis. Do you think that more so now that you've seen Shazam or... Yeah, more so than than ever because like don't battle... Marvel owns this, their niche. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Don't battle. Don't go head to head. Yeah. Yeah. Look at the people who go, you know, don't go head to head against that. Go younger, go older. 
Right. Suicide Squad killed. You know why? Because Suicide didn't battle against the whole. Suicide wasn't going against Avengers. I don't equate Suicide do you, Squad. Do you think Wonder Woman then was an anomaly? Or do you think Wonder Woman was just good enough to get around? Like, Because Wonder Woman seemed to hit the same crowd, but she... So I'll say, I'll put Wonder Woman, I'll put Wonder Woman, I'll put Black Panther in the same class. Hmm. Those yeah. two movies pulled off something that's rare for a movie doing it. It, it, it pleased me, mm-hmm. and it pleased my kids. Because I was really looking at Shazam, like, oh, this is just for the kids. And I was hoping it was just going to be for the kids. Great, here's your here's your guy. Here's somebody you can get and grow up with. You know, because like, no, a lot of people don't know Shazam. And instead, it's Kaz from Resistance. Yeah, and they love Kaz from Resistance. They absolutely love Kaz from Resistance. Resistance is the Star Wars, the latest Star Wars cartoon, and they're doing a preview for that at Star Wars Celebration coming up, but season two. But anyway, we'll kind of get that in a minute. Um, did you want to add anything or maybe discuss anything about Shazam? Also? Are you guys interested in seeing it? I just want to... Shazam, I, no. I wasn't interested at all in seeing it when I saw the previews. Um, I'm kind of curious to see it now. Like. You'll probably enjoy it more than you think. <laughs> yeah, since right. it's more adult-themed. Yeah, um, like there's a scene where he, you know, because you know, he can switch into an adult, so they try beer. Okay, that's that's funny. I get they're going to do stuff mm-hmm. like But he goes to, goes to a strip bar, right? And my is like, what's a gentleman's club? And I'm like, you know, and that, and that's all me. That is on me because I looked at the previews and I decided this is, it says PG-13. That is on me. I should have said, you know what? I should have went and seen the movie because a lot of times I By yourself just, and then. A lot so. of times I'll go see a movie first and then, because that's what I did with Aquaman. I went to see it first and then I decided. But like, I saw all the previews. Like you said, it was with Frozen. It was all these other kid movies. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, this is, this has got a little bit of, you know, you know, car, you know, you know, comic book violence, just like... Yeah, like, it, for me, it was one of the previews for Captain Marvel, and I did not feel uncomfortable with my girls seeing Captain Marvel. Yeah, I didn't bother... But Captain Marvel wouldn't bother me I, I, I took... Like, I had all three of my girls with me for Captain Marvel, and it didn't bother me in the slightest that they were there. And I made sure that the that I had the six-year-old and the, and the, the, the nine-year-old, like, right beside me that I could, like, kind of huddle if I needed to. But they, you know, just kind of... I mean, the youngest kind of, eh, and I'm like, come on. She's, she's mm-hmm. looking for attention, right? But, yeah. Um, but really. I'm in such a different place. <laughs> she just My did. kid is like grown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, it's just one of those things where I was watching those previews and it just never crossed my mind. When you said it wasn't for kids, I was like, say what now? I just really had, I was just, just startled me. Just just 90% of it is for kids, but there's just a few scenes you're just like. Again, is you that an, ident- do, is that why, an identity why, crisis? I think it might be. Why are you sure? You don't need to show flipping the bird. You know, I don't. Well, that doesn't really. It doesn't really, but you don't need to show it. You know, you're just other little. Just leave it all. Leave it out. See that that wouldn't bother me as much as the the demon. The demons. The, the demons are really creepy. Brutal. Okay. All right. So then you saw Lego Movie Two. Lego right? Movie Two. Take your kids. A lot of fun. It's. Uh, they wanted to see that, and I've been like. <laughs> Yeah, it's, I'm just it, not into kids movies. It's as much fun. So it's I enjoyed it probably more than the first like a movie. Mm-hmm. A lot of fun. Um, yeah. And it straight up tells the truth. It calls it Mama Geddon. Mm-hmm. That's the bad guy they got to avoid is Mama Geddon because you know the dad was the bad guy in the first movie. Mm-hmm. Mama Geddon's the bad guy. It's awesome. Okay, go And like here's nice. it's so relatable. If you are if you are a parent who has kids with Legos, you're like. Oh yeah, Daddy Gans come, Mama Gans come. I'm with through all your Legos. If you don't stop fighting about your Legos. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Star Wars Celebration Chicago is very soon next week, and sadly, we will not be there. I'm having a bit of FOMO, fear of missing out, but um, I did my part. I played the lottery a lot. You played the lottery a lot to try and get us there. Thank you for that. <laughs> I figured we're, I didn't we're, have enough to pay for us all going, yeah. but I had you know I had a little spare cast to buy some tickets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, I have a friend that lives in Chicago. Maybe I should call him uh, up and be like, "Do you have?" Well, the problem is all the tickets are sold out. Oh, except That's what we need some for Monday. Like at this point, it would be like I don't know. It's it's insane. Yeah, we'd have to. Okay, scalp tickets. So there will be an episode nine panel on Friday from eleven to twelve, and that is the twelfth of April. And um, 
Fortunately, it will be streamed. So hopefully it will be on YouTube and I can watch it as it happens. Um, I expect to get a title. I expect to get some sort of uh, teaser trailer. Um, is there anything that y'all expect from like one of the panels and you're looking forward to from Star Wars Celebration, even though we can't be there? I haven't had time to really check that out to um, see who's going to be there. Tax um, season, yeah. Same thing. I'm mean, a title, you know, trailer. I'm looking forward to both of those things. Do you think that the, do you think, why do you think they're keeping the title under wraps so tight? Um, Nervous? Because look, it's I think JJ, there's a, I think there's a segment of the population that is going to be angry. Well, they're gonna be angry anyway. Right, but like, I think they're just nervous. I think they're. I'll be completely honest. I think like Disney has sunk a ton of money into Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. So. Yeah. Like, yeah. and it's sold out. And then, you know, you saw people, I don't know if you saw anything, people who found out they got the job to work there. Oh, yeah. Like, people weeping and crying. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, it would be, I, that would be me. Yes. <laughs> Dream job. It's for pretty, like three um, days. I mean, our little miniature experience was just amazing. I can't even imagine yeah, what that was. Like. You, you would have laughed your butt off at, I know me, um, at, uh, at uh, Hollywood what is it? Hollywood Studios? Mm-hmm. Hollywood Studios. Yeah. You would just laugh at me because we were just, the Stormtroopers, man, that was awesome. I mean, they, they would periodically stop and, and we were, all, I th- you didn't have on Star Wars gear. I did. But, I just had uh, on a Star Wars shirt. It yeah. just said Star Wars. Okay. Again. But I had on. Say which side. Yeah. And so my middle daughter had on a Ray shirt from, uh, from the. Um, Force Awakens? No, 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 no. It was one which had fierce and it was a cartoon ray. Mm-hmm. And then I had on uh, the Rebel and the Wookiee shirt and it was Han Solo and Chewbacca mm-hmm. from the Solo movie. But it was Han Solo. And it was kind of like a 70s retro gotcha. ringer tee thing. And so we were targeted by the stormtroopers because because we were wearing the the Star Wars gear and sort we were of clearly set. on the rebel right, resistance side. Right, we were on the resistance side. So, and and I figured out after the first time the march of the first order came where to be to put ourselves in a place so that they would spot us. And so we just had a lot of fun with that. And when we were waiting to meet Chewbacca, oh. we were in line, and the stormtroopers came through and they stopped and pointed. I said. We're watching. What was it? We're watching you, yeah. kind of thing. It pointed directly at us. And it was, and I videoed. It was just really funny. So, um, it they're really good about interacting with people and stuff like that. So it was just a lot of fun. And I, if I could have spent another day in that park, just absorbing it, I would have spent another day in that park, just absorbing all of that sort of Star Wars energy because mm-hmm. I'm that big of a Star Wars geek. It was pretty. It was pretty amazing. Yeah. And. After my girls did the the Jedi training that evening, they did like the second, the last training, or the last training in the evening. After they did that, I was like, checked it off the list. Star Wars fans for life, you know. I got this yeah. <laughs> sorted that out. So, um, you know, they they really had fun with it and decided they wanted lightsabers instead of t shirts, and so I indulged that. But. Um, yeah, uh, I, I, fortunately for me, uh, Fridays are a flex day for me, and that is also the first day of my spring break, so I will be sitting in front of, in front of a computer looking at that panel. Hopefully it will be broadcast to us on YouTube, and so hopefully I'll be able to see a trailer and a poster and, and a title, and so yeah. Uh, in other news about Star Wars Celebration, several guests have been announced. J.J. Um, Abrams and Kathleen Kennedy are leading that particular panel, and they've said that they will have special guests. If I was a betting person, and I'm not outside of the occasional game of Texas Hold'em, I would say that we'll see Daisy Ridley and John Boyega. Maybe Oscar Isaac, maybe. Um, Maybe Naomi Aki, the newer characters. I don't think we'll see Adam Driver or Carrie Russell because they're acting on Broadway and burned this. And they'll have a show that night, so I don't think they'll be there. But um, I think we'll have a, a pretty good panel. And I have not heard hide nor hair. 
out of Donald Gleason. So I think he wrapped filming pretty early, which that, that in and of itself is interesting as well. But we've got a new villain, like a new First Order kind of guy, or at least a guy that wears First Order clothes. Um, so I don't know if he's a villain or not. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe the trailer will provide some insight. Who knows? What do y'all think? You can always email the podcast, saywinpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, please do. And send us your thoughts. Yeah, we, we want to know what do you think. Um, upcoming books include Master and Apprentice, which actually talks about Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan Kenobi. Interested? Okay. Yeah. Written by Claudia Gray, which I think is also interesting. She wrote Lost Stars. Yep. She wrote Aftermath. Yes. And she wrote Leia, Princess of Alderaan. Yes. Not Aftermath, I'm sorry. Not Aftermath. Bloodline. 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 She wrote Bloodline. Bloodline. She is one of my favorite. She's probably the best of the Star new Star Wars, I think. Um, side note, she got her start writing fan fiction. Interesting. Isn't that interesting? She got her start writing fan fiction, and yeah. then she moved into originals, and I thought that was really cool. And in some ways, Star Wars is fan fiction, right? Because it's, I mean, it's commissioned, but right. it's a story that was... A, initiated by someone else and it's being expanded upon mm-hmm. by others but anyway so she she wrote master and apprentice and that's one that i may well pick up uh, a book that is already out that i have not read yet queen's shadow by ek johnston i was I'm, holding on that one i was gonna wait to let you read it first yeah i uh, um i did not love the other book by ek johnston that i read and i've been kind of holding off on that because of that but I feel like I need to read Quinn's Shadow. It's just my to-be-read book list is kind of long at this point. Yep. And then there's another book um, about Batu, and I am blanking completely on the name, but it is about Galaxy's Edge and V. Marathi, or Vi Marathi. Mm-hmm. I always said V. She was a character in the Phasma book, a main character in the Phasma yes. book. And, excuse me, the excerpt, like on the back, says that she is at Batu seeking reinforcements and all that good stuff for the resistance and she's with a rogue stormtrooper so i'm assuming that's cardinal that cardinal is still with her um after she saved him right the spoilers for the book phasma but that book's been out for two years so if you haven't read it i don't think you're going to um but i really liked vi or v however how did you say it in your head i think i said v it's it's vi i i said v um so anyway i'm i'm looking forward to to that book because i found those two very interesting and the dynamic between the two of them quite interesting all right anything else that we want to like touch on there have been some leaks that may or may not be accurate um there was a title that might have leaked but we don't know how accurate that is. Uh, there's a poster that could be genuine or it could be a total fake. I think it's a draft. Frankie, you think it's? Oh, uh, I think it's a. I think it's a fake. Total fake. Okay, Melissa has stayed away from it. She doesn't want to know what the costumes look like. I stayed away from the fake title too. Did you stay away from the fake title? I did not. I didn't bother clicking on the link. I saw the thing. I was like. Eh. I did not. I was dying to know, so I found it, and someone someone was kind enough to to DM me with it on Twitter and it it was essentially something very similar to that poster mm-hmm. so it looked like it could have been a picture of a poster and someone took a snap of the bottom with that title uh. so um, I didn't hate it oh no I mean you I shared it with me because I, I said that it was okay and I think it oh, you it, shared it well she asked so I put I gave it to her silently or like yeah. sideways because I didn't want think yeah. you wanted it, so it, I didn't. It's not terrible, but it does kind of give away a little bit if it's accurate. If it's accurate, right? Yeah, um, which I'm not sure I'm crazy about. Well, it's gonna have to give away something, right? I mean, the title. I mean, we're gonna talk about they Attack all, of the Clones here in a minute. That that gives away they something. All, they all give away something. Yeah, I mean, it just depends on. I think it's gonna be a point of view thing. You Fair know, enough. it's it's gonna be a point of view thing. Like, what do you think, you know, what, what's your point of view on this specific thing? So I'm not sure. So anyway, stuff's starting to come out in drips and drabs and, you know, who knows exactly how accurate it all is, but I think we'll actually have some concrete information after Star Wars Celebration that are really chew on. Yes. Um, and we're going to have to figure out a way to re- react to 
to react to Endgame and react to what we find out at uh, Star Wars Celebration. So you might be getting several episodes of Say When quick in relatively quick succession because I think we're going to have to talk about that stuff. Um, the thing that we needed to talk about today is Attack of the Clones because we said that we were going to talk about Attack of the Clones. And um, I... Uh, was not able to see the entirety of the movie. Um, but one thing I wanted to just point out, like, to me, this movie was my number 10. I don't know if y'all remember that or not. It was my number 10. I think it was y'all's number 9. Is that right? Sounds yeah. fair. Um, and one of the things that I do appreciate about the prequels as a whole is that there is continuity in that world. Everything is shiny and especially the spaceships, like the Naboo spaceships, very shiny and, and reflective. They're and all actually, that stuff. Um, they're modeled after uh, current spy planes, I think. Oh, um, like the, the, like the Blackbirds. 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 Yep. Thank yeah, you. I can see yeah. that. I can mm -hmm. see that. Yeah. Except the Blackbirds aren't that shiny, are they? They're both no. black. No, no, no. Like okay. the style, but the, the style. Yeah, yes. yeah absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, I can totally see that. Um, but I did, I felt like that, that George Lucas had a very cohesive vision for the prequels, and I think he did a decent job with maintaining that vision throughout. And I think it shows because the original trilogy is a little choppier when it comes to that. Like mm -hmm. in terms of like that cohesive vision, you can tell there are breaks in that story where he didn't necessarily expect to write an episode five and an episode six and, or to have those movies made. And so that doesn't feel as co The original trilogy doesn't feel as cohesive to me as the prequel trilogy does. Um, so that's just one of the things that I wanted to note about it. The other thing that I noted, Palpatine, doesn't ever lie. It's like Darksiders don't lie. They tell you the truth, especially if it's going to be painful for you. Right? right? They tell you the truth, and you don't want to accept it, but they tell you the truth, and they just make it hurt a lot. Interesting. I never really thought about that. But, but you've said true. it yourself. People will tell you who they are. Mm -hmm. And Palpatine, when he, when he said... When he said in this movie, I will not let this split in two. Yeah, I will not let it He split. is 100% telling the truth. Yeah, he's going to rule the whole he galaxy. He is going to make it happen that it's just going to be one whole. I mean, that's what he's going to do. Yeah. So he's not lying to you, right? And, and then I was, being the history instructor, I was distracted by the Grand Army of the Republic, which was the name of the Union Army during the American Civil War, but I can't help myself, sorry. Um... And then the other thing for me was one of my least favorite romance tropes ever is the Romeo and Juliet trope. The star-crossed lovers who love each other desperately, and they but they can never truly be together. And, of course, Anakin and Padme are the quintessential um, star-crossed star lovers. They love each other. They can't be together. And, um, and then in the original trilogy, we get another set of star-crossed lovers, but we don't find out they're star-crossed until the sequel trilogy. And so I really feel like... <coughs> The Skywalker saga cannot end with another set of star-crossed lovers. I just, my heart can't take it. I can't do it. Okay, so those were my thoughts on Attack of the Clones. Melissa, Frankie, what do y'all think? Um, well, it had been a while since I watched it, and I, I didn't quite get all the way through it again. But um, I noticed a lot of things that were very reminiscent of other movies that had come out sure before like um the fifth element did anybody yep love the fifth element that was hilarious <laughs> yeah there were a lot of scenes yeah. in attack of the clones that were just like total rip-offs from that movie mm. um i couldn't decide if i thought it was adorable or creepy that uh, anakin had thought about her every day for 10 years I have a lot of thoughts about that, actually. It's, I have a lot of thoughts about that. I'm a stalker. Yeah. <laughs> I've been a stalker since I was six. Right. But he, he was, was nine. so young. Get it right. Whatever. But he was so young. So it's kind of like, you know, cute in, a, in that sense. But then also, you know, I don't know. I, I, have, I have mixed feelings about that. Okay. Um, but... You know, I look at different things. And for me, I love the costume design mm, yeah. in this one. Um, 
especially Padme. I mean, she had her some costumes were better in this movie than I think. I think the Queen ones were a little too over the top, and then mm-hmm. these are a little more like you very can see feminine. someone wearing. This. Yeah, very feminine, um, very sexy. Um, oh yeah, there's the whole dominatrix thing going on that I, conflicting signals there, big time. Yeah, I I just love that. I could totally see me cosplaying some of those things. So you have to give props to Trisha Bigger Mm -hmm. um, for that. Um, I don't know. Uh, Frankie, we get to see young Boba Fett. We do. How do you feel about that? Uh, You know, everybody knows I love Boba Fett. Um, My biggest, like the storyline was mostly there. It was delivered poorly, mm-hmm. is the best way to describe it. I, I, I think we've said this before. The directing was horrible, and I was distracted by the CGI. Like, it goes to show you that less can be more. Sometimes it just like mm-hmm. sometimes just, you need practical effects. Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's just so like so. Yoda's many, better as a puppet than as a CGI character. Kind it was of thing? so Absolutely. busy. It was mm-hmm. so busy in so many scenes. Mm-hmm. It's like, and I remember thinking that when I sat in the theater watching, like my brain was like trying to just having a hard time processing all that was going on in the scene i'm like no dude back off mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you didn't have you because you, you, you you back you know because you're, you're you're before time and all of a sudden you've got more just because you can right. doesn't mean you should exactly you know quality over quantity and i think that's you know as a, as a you know we get that wrong so often mm-hmm. but if you were to focus instead of putting 52 million CGI things in there, if he had just really focused on the CGI he needed, mm-hmm. it would have been so much better. Interesting. Yeah, some um, of the scenes were just, like, almost cartoonish. They were so bad. Right. But, but I think y'all hit on something. That the story itself was actually pretty good. Yeah, the, the story right. was good. The story's there. Mm-hmm. The directing missed. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, like, there's just some scenes that's painful to watch, especially Hayden Chris. It's just painful to watch him act. I don't, th- but I don't think he's a bad actor. I, I don't. Oh, I, I think I, it's I, the director. He's, no, he's intense. Saying. Like, he's the same in every scene. Don't, don't leave a scar. Oh, tell me. What would he say? Something like, this is going to leave a scar. Don't, a don't scar let the, on my heart. Don't yeah. let this kiss turn into a scar. And I'm like, <laughs> dude. Well, I mean. Dude. And it just, but it was painful. It, it hurt to watch him say those lines. Well, the line that, that bothered me the most is, I hate sand. It gets everywhere. And I'm like, Really? That that's your play. You hate sand. Yeah. But, um, I mean, his lines in this movie weren't terrible, but no, um, I, I, okay. it, to me it was just the drink the was bad. intensity was the exact same in every every scene. scene. Yeah. You know, it'd be interesting there to decide, like, to compare this with Revenge of the Sith. Like when we watch Revenge of the Sith, do we think that Anakin? has changed enough. Do you know what yeah. I mean? I think that'll be an interesting kind of comparison to make. So, I'm watching their flirtation scene up in the retreat. Mm-hmm. The I hate sand scene or the, the, the whole the whole bit. They you know they're together, you know, she's in her thing like the beautiful ombre costume. Okay, dress. and he's he's riding that weird cow oh, the tick, tick thing. thing. Yeah. Oh, that's the meadow, isn't it? Yeah, in the meadow, it looks like they're on the sound, you know, sound of music. Would did you guys get like what? Why was that romance? Did that work for you? Because like I, I I don't I mean it was seem, just beautiful. The scene was, be- was beautiful. Would you have fallen in love the... in the same scenario? Would you have fallen in love with with Anakin? No, I think she was already in love with Anakin. I think that the other thing, and I heard this. Oh my gosh, what podcast? Someone was talking about this, and I feel horrible because I can't remember what podcast it was. But they made the point that. Anakin, in a lot of ways, just allowed Padme to be Padme, and that was not something she'd ever been able to be. Like, she was the queen when she's very young because the Naboo have young queens, and then she's the senator. So she's always, always something else. I think this is something that kind of comes up in that the Queen's Shadow book. And so she's always beholden to someone else. And so in a lot of ways, I think it was... Lords of the Sith podcast, but I need to double check. Um, but he allows her to be her. Like, so she can just sort of be the person that she wants to be with him because he just accepts her. He doesn't expect anything 
from her, like he's not doing this to curry favor or anything like that. He's doing this because he adores her. Yeah. And that's pretty heady stuff. Like, I don't know that you would have stuck with him, but at least in the initial stages, that's pretty heady stuff. Like, to, to have... To some, be adored is, is nice. It is nice. Uh, but, long term... I'm sure you But long term, love has to be made of sterner stuff than that. Yeah, it does. It, it has never to be made of sterner if, stuff. If you've just got someone who... Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, the, eventually, like, the person who's fawning all over you gets tired of fawning all over you. Or, right, you know, right. somebody gets tired of that. So... You're right. Yeah, so I think, especially in the beginning, that's pretty heady stuff. And so, kind of frolicking in the meadow. And we have to remember, this is fiction, so everything's like hyperbole almost, right? And so, this is supposed to be this grand, epic love story. So, of course, it's hyperbole. You know, of course, it is bigger than anything. Of course, he's not, you know, playing around on a horse. He's playing around on this weird water buffalo tick creature, right? I mean, with that in Star Wars. Well, you gotta have the creature. You have they, the creature every shop. single I mean, movie has like this, like well, it, it's, one it, creature that just is like cringe. Well, yeah. <laughs> and, it, and in all the movies, somebody has to say, "I have a bad feeling about this." Right. So, you know, it's just a Star Wars thing, I guess. And I guess in the, the Last Jedi, it was the Thalassiren that Luke was milking for the green yeah. milk. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> nice. But yeah, no, I mean, they spent a lot of money on that scene. And oh, apparently, they're gonna have green milk at. Um, yeah, you can be able to get Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. Galaxy's Edge. It is plant. It's plant-based dairy. I think it's basically a smoothie. It's a green smoothie. Okay, that's disgusting. But okay. Well, and then they're gonna blue milk too. And again, plant-based dairy. Nice. So, so does anybody follow um, Hayden Christensen? And he's gonna and what's be at, going on with him. Well, like he's these going days? to be at Star Wars Celebration, which makes me wonder. Well, first of all, it is the 40th anniversary year for the Phantom Menace, but of course he wasn't in the Phantom Menace. But he does play Anakin Skywalker's Last Darth Vader, which is a massively important role given that the first six movies are all about Anakin Skywalker's Last Darth Vader. That said, do you think he's going to make a cameo in Episode Nine? They have been rumoring that. Mm-hmm. It's been leaking around, leaking around. That'd be good, though. Mm-hmm. See, I've even heard, like, like I think one of the things I read said there was going to be, like, so there's going to be... So, because Hayden Christensen as Anakin, but there may be a Vader cameo separately. Like, there's two different, like, they're two different entities. Wow. Not, though. Anakin has Vader inside him. And Vader had Anakin inside, inside him. Devil inside. So, I, they're, in the end, I mean, they're very separate kinds of personalities. But in the end, Anakin is having to accept that Vader... Well, gets it wrong, right? But I, I just kind of feel like I, I could just see it working where Kylo is looking at the mask of Darth Vader and, and Anakin shows up and is like, dude, that is completely the wrong thing for you to take from my legacy, mm-hmm. right? I could just see him say, and, and Kylo would be like, who are you? And he's like, nah, that's me right there. That's me. And you got it all wrong. Um, because, you know, you have to wonder how much he really knows about the end of Darth Vader slash Anakin's life. Like, how much does he really know about that? Because if Luke hasn't kept him in the loop on who his grandfather is, and according to Bloodline, he hasn't. So, yeah. I just can... I, I think it would be interesting for him to make a cameo or something in in episode nine and, and and if you're trying to bring together all the movies, it'd be a good way to do it. Because you're not going to get Natalie Portman, right? Yeah. But we know that Anakin's is a force Available. ghost. Yeah. No, we know that he's a force ghost. <laughs> Padme's um, not going to be a force ghost, according to at least canon at this point. Right. Uh, although they can they can change canon. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of like Han's not showing back don't, up. Don't get me wrong. I think, actually, I'll say this. It would be, it'd be fun. It'd be a fun little end. Mm-hmm. And they're going to feed the fans. They can give a little fan feed. We've talked about that. Mm-hmm. So, it'd be, you know, Anakin just, you know, Anakin shaking his head and, you know, something like that. Like, not only disappointed from like, you know. But wouldn't it be cool if 
if you know how in the force awakens uh kylo ren is meditating he's like show me grandfather blah 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 wouldn't it be cool if we found out that snoke had been like intervening and projecting these faults and then now since snoke's and, and since snoke's gone now the real anakin can be like by the way i was being blocked and I'm not happy. This is what I need to I tell see, you. I now, see. Now you just raised a whole thing, though. That's what I... Who's going to block it? So is it, are you weaker as a Force ghost? Because Anakin should be able to bust through Snoke, right? I think you are weaker as a Force... I think you would be. If, if Snoke is strong enough to goose a Force connection between the two of them, and I, between Rey and Kylo Ren, mm-hmm. and, and I can buy that he like goose that connect I think the connections I know the connection started like in my I you will never convince me that connection did not start in in the interrogation scene when they start going into each other's minds oh I think it starts before uh, but but that having been said the interrogation scene is where it's very clear because she's like you're you're afraid you're never gonna be as strong as Darth Vader I'm talking about Ray here yeah if anyone's not following my weird train of thought but when I, I think that's where that force connection starts, and then Snoke, because he can read Ben's mind, gooses it, and like maybe hypes it up, and the force is like, "Ha, ah, good idea," <laughs> because that connection is still there at the end of the movie, even after Snoke is dead. And so I, I think Snoke was a very powerful dark side user, and I could see where Anakin maybe got blocked by Snoke. I mean, I'm not Chris Terrio or J.J. Abrams, but I could see where that could potentially happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, it's just the thought. It's just the thought. Um, and I would like for it to be more than just like Force Ghost party at the end, smiling and waving at him. You know, I've wanted to be more than that. Come on, Yoda, Luke. Yoda, who has no connection to him, and Ben Kenobi, who has no connection. You know, it's like, come Just on. Just send everybody. Big yeah, but party. that... Big uh, Force Ghost uh, party. Hey, send in Qui-Gon Jinn, who... Can, can't you just say... Kind of be like, who are these guys? You know? Yeah. <laughs> who are all you people? But... He has some Force yeah. Ghost Ewoks in the background. Yeah, I just... Fireworks again. I just don't... Through Ewoks in there for good measure. <laughs> but you know what? I want Ewoks in this next movie just so he goes screaming at the theater. I won't see the rest of the film. Yeah. If the Ewoks pop up, I'm out. And I'll be like, peace. Mm-hmm. I'll let you know how it turns out. Right. Um, but um, yeah, I just, yeah. That's my thought. I think it would be cool. Um, and Hayden Christensen, I think I've seen him in some like Hallmark movie. Kind of thing. Oh, yeah, he's just, been into some horror I just at, flicks too, right? I just looked okay. at that. He has, you know, basically done like one movie a year since then, since two thousand five. Okay. It's not some B movies. It's not here. You know, it's uh, so Am Quantum right? Quest, Vanishing on Seventh Street, Takers. Okay. He was in Jumper, which I think wasn't that a fairly big movie. Okay. Virgin Territory in two thousand and seven, Awake Factory Girl. Hmm. Um, any of these? I recognize one title, and American I didn't see Heist, the movie, but Outcast in 2014. That was an independent film. Mm-hmm. 90 Minutes in Heaven. It sounds like 10 minutes in heaven. We used to play in high school, right? Mm-hmm. First Kill, Little Italy, and Last Man, which is 2018. He is not credited with being in. Right, but I'm they're just, not. They're not gonna say. Yeah, Little Italy. So. They're not gonna say. Because that's a that is a massive spoiler, right? If if he yeah. is going to be in that, and you know they didn't credit Daniel Craig with being a stormtrooper either, but he was still in it. So yeah, he was uh, born in 1981. Gosh, made me feel old. Yep. Made me feel old. Speaking so. of like, is it? He's a Canuck. Ian McGregor. Ewan McGregor? Ewan. How do you yeah. say his name? Ewan. I think it's Ewan. <laughs> Ewan. He was actually looking pretty cute in um, Attack of the Clones. And I remember watching this in 2002 and not finding him attractive at all. So what does that say? I guess I'm getting old. Like, now that I find him. You're kind of about the same age. Like, <laughs> I like the beard. I like the hipster beard. Um, well, that said, I uh, he's... Uh, I, 
There's rumors that the new Disney streaming channel is going to have, rather than the Obi-Wan movie, there's going to be like an Obi-Wan limited series. Right. Which I'm sure Ewan McGregor would be up for to, to bring back that character. Um, well, and and people love like Obi-Wan. Well, I mean, he was just in the in Peter Robin. He was the Peter Robin. I like the 2002. Peter, what, not Peter. Um, <laughs> he was in the Christopher Robin movie. Yeah. The Pooh movie. Yeah. Again, good. well, we watch, we have to watch kid movies and you don't, but. Um, it doesn't yeah. matter how old people are. Look, you can be dead and Tarkin, dead. Tarkin was dead. That's true. And, or, or you know, Samuel L. Jackson and Captain Marvel. It's all right. It doesn't matter. Yeah. We'll give you a facelift. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I I would look forward to the the movie the Ben Solo movie because you know you kind of got some interesting things the Ben the Ben Kenobi ben, ben Kenobi movie okay. sorry well I think it's gonna be a limited series on Disney yeah. Plus or whatever that I could see more and definitely you know with his age now they could definitely put him in age any age between that reminds me word on the street is that the next uh, Star Wars movie has started like pre production stuff. And it's the Benioff and Wise of Game of Thrones, oh. um, of Game of Thrones fame, that their their movies have started pre-production, and rumor has it they're set like Knights of the Old Republic, and right. it's going to be like Tolkien meets Star Wars or Game of Thrones meets Star Wars. Yes, I heard that. So I just hope, and I'll tell you why I've steered away from Game of Thrones. I've stood away from Game of Thrones because it seems like every time I turn around, a friend of mine on Facebook is talking about the number of people who, or number of women who are raped. Yeah, it's pretty. And it's and pretty I that is for me that is just a hard no. I non that's just a hard but no for me. But not just women. Yeah. Okay. There's also men. It's equal. Yeah. And, and yeah. see, and and that Cattle. for me is just a hard no. And and so I don't. I, I that's not so. I don't particularly want that in my Star Wars, and um, but I don't I think, think they'll give Star Wars an R rating. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just I th- I'm hoping they don't, but I feel like I think that Benioff and Wise maybe their trilogy is maybe just or at least this first movie is maybe designed to appeal to a somewhat older audience. I don't know, mm-hmm. but I guess we shall see. We shall see. Are y'all looking forward to I think they're thinking 2021 for that. Are y'all looking forward to that or not? Yeah. Yeah, I'm um I'm I'm guess I'm, I'm figuring the Disney service will start because Disney owns ESPN as well. And college football slash and football in general. In the fall. Home. So I think they want to have their streaming service up so they can have it up before. Well, that's August, right? I mean, you really kind of have to have it yeah. up and going in August. I wouldn't be surprised I think it's if later, they don't it's later. I wouldn't. I really. I just can't imagine them. Like to me, having it start up around the same time as they open up uh, Galaxy's Edge would be interesting. That's a lot of irons in the fire. But if anybody can pull it off, but it's, it's Disney. I mean, but it's just thing. It's just it's, it's, it's this hydro of a company, right? It's, yeah. Well, like I said, if anybody could pull it off, it's yeah. it's absolutely Disney. They yeah. could pull it off. Um, Taft so. would love to see what Disney's into. Do what? Taft. Your history reference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would. <laughs> Big business president. All right. Do we have anything else we need to say tonight? Well, I don't know. That one line just kind Which of stuck. <laughs> Jedi mind tricks only work on the weak-minded. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? In this, in this episode? Yeah. I'd never heard that. I mean, I it just went right over my head the last time I watched the film. Well, mm-hmm. despite the fact that Obi-Wan Kenobi says that Sith Lords are the Jedi's speciality, which is actually a lie, um, I would uh, I would say to you that that is his signature line, and that's his signature trick, is mind control. Yeah. And so I, um, I can't help but think that, that the Jedi sometimes do awfully... Awfully questionable things right. in the pursuit of their goals. Who's really the good guy here? You know, uh, like I said, mean, if they could have taken—I I said this before—they could have taken the, the the prequels and made you think the Jedi weren't as pure as they were. They stole children. Mm-hmm. They stole mm-hmm. kids. Yeah. And they raised them in this, you know, these ascetic yeah. situation. Yeah. 
Yeah, they didn't allow to marry. There's a lot about it you could say. Or if you did get married, they'd kick you out. You know, mm-hmm. like you could like I would have built the Sith out of people who were booted out. Like I would. I think they did. So that's the what Sith, I would. The Sith were the ones who said, "Well, this isn't right," and so they yeah. left. That's my understanding. Yeah. So I would. So in my understanding, it would have been you would have came to realize that like, the Sith weren't evil. The Sith were just different. It, you know. Because, like, to me, there's a lot of similarities. I've always, like, in hindsight, you see this. The, the Jedi remind me of the old Catholic Church. Mm. And then I would have I would have portrayed the Sith as more of a Protestant stand and being, like, able to get married and things like that. And you'd be like, oh, wait, you two are actually battling about the same. Mm-hmm. But, you know, one side would always come, especially early in the earlier, they would have, one side would have, they, you know, they, they were you know, thinking about the, the Ireland. Well, I mean, it's, it's unquestionable that, they, that the that the church did some really horrible things in the name of Christianity. And, and I'm looking at it and going, you know, I'm not sure Jesus would have been totally okay with that whole crusades thing or torturing people to death in the name of, in his name. I'm not, I'm not sure he'd have been on board with that. So um, I think that's unquestionable. But with regards to that specific analogy about the Jedi, um, I think when we look at the prime Jedi mosaic from the last Jedi, I think that's what the Jedi were intended to be, this balanced creature, for lack of a better word, who sort of accepted the dark and the light within himself or within oneself and utilized that to to be a healthy whole. And I think that's kind of what the, the sequel trilogy is driving at, that, that this absence of of dark is just as bad as an absence of light that that these two don't really exist without one another they must coexist and 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 ideally they need to exist within one person and you need to be balanced and rebels touched on that with uh the 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 bindu because he called kanan jarrus unbalanced and he was like uh kanan is like no, I'm, I'm a Jedi. It must be this holocron that's unbalanced. No, dude, he's talking about you, because you know you you're a Jedi focused so much on the light and and um and I said about Luke in the Last Jedi that I he said for many years there was balance. I don't think that was you no. know I don't think it was because you didn't have this balance between it was just his light right although you do sort of have this this snoke threat and at least sort of in the distance so i i I find it interesting what they're doing (coughs) with the with the sequel trilogy and and i really am looking forward to where they're going but i think we need to look at that prime jedi mosaic and really internalize it before we go into that movie because if we don't we may have some trouble so anyway, but that's my, that's my thought, my my idea about it. Okay. Well, this has um, been very interesting to have all three of us here. Yeah, we we can't mute. <laughs> no, we can't. And drink our drink. So nope. if you heard some ice clanking, sorry yeah, about sorry. that. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um. But um. And also, we kind of skipped our pleasantries in the start and seeing we just dove right in yeah Yeah. i mean that's okay though right i mean usually when we see each other we're like how have you been we have you know we haven't talked to each other yeah so it's all good but um yeah it's really cool we'll have to do it again sometime yeah so when whenever frankie's back in town in like six months or so but i'll be back in town this summer sometime okay but we're also our plan for episode nine is to go see it on sunday and for me, that will be at least a third viewing. Yes. And then come podcast like immediately afterward. That's sort of our response. Yes. So, y'all will get a very unfiltered, <coughs> a very unfiltered response to, to that, and that is bound to be quite interesting as well. So. I think we should probably also um, just say thank you. Um, we had an outstanding response to our Captain Marvel podcast. Yes. Um, yes. Not exactly so. sure what was going on there, but we yeah. had almost 400 listeners just on SoundCloud alone. Yeah. Um, so thanks. For yeah, for whoever was listening to us in <laughs> Nepal. That was also in Bolivia. Um, 
curious. Um, I'm baby Olivia. I'm kind yeah, of a big deal. <laughs> you're kind of a big deal. Good to know. Good to know. Good to know. Um, but we had we had a pretty we had a decent turnout in the United States too. So that's good. Um, anyway, that's where we are, and hopefully we will uh, have a few listeners to this podcast as well. we're good yeah all right y'all thanks for tuning in and we would love to hear from y'all if you'd like to email the podcast as i said earlier you can email us at saywhenpodcast at gmail.com we're also available on facebook at saywhenpodcast frankie where can folks find you on social media goonie fed on twitter and instagram melissa Paxi Babe on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Okay, and if you want to find me, you can find me on Twitter and on um, Instagram as Palmetta Blue. But don't look for anything too exciting on Instagram. I just do like crafty things there. All right, y'all. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'm going to sign out saying, may the force be with you. And as always, truth and justice. Always carry a towel. Bye, y'all. Bye.